This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl. My guest this week is Jennifer Bach. She is the AVP of Technology Operations at Nationwide. Jennifer's remarkable journey with Nationwide began in 1992, and since then, she's embarked on a remarkable path of growth and achievement, from liability claims representative to claims manager, internal auditor to applications manager, and from IT program manager director to the chief of staff to the enterprise CTO. Jennifer has worn many hats throughout her future, or throughout her tenure, excuse me. Her wealth of knowledge and the combined with her hands-on experience in diverse roles have made Jennifer a true expert in technology operations. Join us as we dig into her insights, experience, and invaluable lessons that she's learned along the way. In addition, Jennifer will be joining me at Contact Customer Contact Week, and she'll be digging into the heartbeat of nationwide retaining and developing talent in a contact center, which she'll be providing a little bit of a sneak peek today. We're not going to give the entire goods. So I fully recommend you guys join Jennifer and myself at Customer Contact Week, June 19th through the 22nd. Jennifer, welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. Oh, well, thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, you and me both. So let's dig right into it. I've had the opportunity to interview Amy Shore. And so she's talked a little bit about what you guys have done um, with uh, customer service just as a whole. But maybe touch on what you guys are doing from Nationwide's talent development program, specifically in that customer service. Yeah. So I my talk at CCW and what I'll share today with you is about what I've done mostly within my own team. So we have lots of contact centers at Nationwide, a lot. Uh, they serve our customers, our independent agents. My team in particular serves our Nationwide associates or any contractors that work at Nationwide and our independent agents. But what we do for them is solve their technology problems. So what's interesting about what we're doing with development is I look at my team as a lot of entry-level talent coming in for the first time. It might be their first professional job. And I hear a lot of contact centers, how they're trying to retain their talent, which actually is interesting because it's in my title. But what I'm not trying to do is retain them in my contact center. I'm trying to retain them at Nationwide. And so it's a big difference. So when they come in to join my team, I want to grow and develop them so they can move on in their career and do awesome, great things in other parts of Nationwide. Uh, So some of the things that we've worked on is I joined my team uh, actually at the height of of the COVID. You know, in March of 2020, my boss asked me to take this job. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we just sent everybody home. What the heck? This is a whole new job for me. I was doing something different at the time. Uh, So I had to look at everything a little bit differently because before the pandemic, everyone was in the office. Now everyone's at home. Uh, So I was like, how can we move forward with a different structure and approach to our development? Well, some of the things we did, of course, was learn how to do better training virtually and other things. 
But in particular, what I would like to highlight with you now is my focus on trying to work with a select few at a time to really grow and develop them for a whole different job. So we have a couple different programs. I'll quickly talk about maybe two of them. One is a program, we call it the development program, just a simple name, but it is actually to help them develop skills that they don't have today. So I let them take time during work for three months. So we give them a few hours each week to work on this, to do certifications and training in something that they had no experience with. It might be cloud technology or something else that they just are interested in. Then behind the scenes, I work with the leader of that area. And I'm like, guess what, leader? I'll give you them two days a week for free. You can have them. Just please give them a good media assignment, help them learn. And then I'll do that for you for six months. But at the end of that six months, if there's a job opening, I'd like you to give them a fair shot at it. So we started that program two years ago. We're in our second cohort. And again, we only do two or three people at a time. Uh, but 100% of people have been placed after going through the program. Uh, so again, it's a it's a commitment by my team that they're going to pick up the slack as those people are off two days a week. Uh, but then it's a commitment by that individual to learn and grow and a commitment from there either grow into, going into. The other program is similar but different because the other program we have, we call it our apprenticeship program. It's if you already have the skills. Like you might already know how to program and work on my in my contact center but you just can't break into that job. You just can't get into that area. No one will interview you or you didn't win the job or whatever it is. I'll do the same type of program for them. And again, loan them out a couple of days a week, try them out. And then they also, 100% of them who have done that have gotten a role in that area following the program. So we're super proud. I try to grow and develop. And I always tell people, you know, if you want to stay with me and have a career here at my contact center, Awesome. Great. Would love to have you stay. But if you want to go and do other things, that's what I'm here for. What I really love about that, for one, is it is a commitment and you are loaning them out at no additional cost so that they get to get their feet wet of the career that maybe they want, or maybe they decide in the future, ah, you know what, that's just not for me. I'm going to try a different path. In addition to that, your peer is saying, you know what, I did pass them out a month ago or two months ago or six months ago, and they are actually what I'm looking for. Can I steal them as soon as that six month comes up? And the question I have for you is, it's not just that excitement of staying and growing inside a nationwide, because I think that is key, but how does that make that associate feel when you've taken that additional investment in them? You know, I've talked to, I actually meet with all of my associates on a regular basis. I have town halls and other things. And I will tell you, they feel cared for. Like Nationwide is a very caring company. If you would come spend a few days with us, walk in the halls or sitting with my team, you can feel that they feel cared for and listened to. Many of them have come into what I would call our contact center environment as a way to break into Nationwide. And they're hoping to take their career to a new level. And they may or may not have a college degree. They may or may not have any other experience. And I think the fact that I try to meet with them individually and in groups uh, and listen to their concerns and try to make this happen, my leadership team and I, after talking with all of them, after I joined this team, this is one of our priorities every single year. And we've added new tools in the toolbox 
uh, more formal mentoring programs and other things that helps them with their career. So I would say they feel cared for. So, I, and when, when they feel cared for, they stay longer because if somebody cares about you, you're going to say, well, they invested in me. I'm going to invest back into that organization. In most cases, customer service is tough sometimes. And in a lot of cases, it's tough. Nobody's going to call into Nationwide and said, hey, you know what? I just have a great policy and you guys are amazing and I have no additional issues. Air high five. We'll see you tomorrow. It's I, I always joke. Everybody listens to the Rocky soundtrack, getting ready to make that initial phone call and uh, to 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 get frustrated. And so they are that first line of defense. And sometimes if an organization is going to say, do I get an extra dollar and a quarter per hour? Yes, I'm going to go to that next organization. But is that next organization going to actually care for that individual like you are at Nationwide? And the answer is no. But the question I have is, has it always been that way? When, when did you guys, when did that switch where you needed to make that decision to start focusing more on, on the advancement inside of Nationwide? But what did that look like and how did that switch? I will tell you, for me personally, I would not be in the position I am in at Nationwide if it wasn't for the helping hand of others. So for me, it's always been a passion point. And when I came to the organization and met uh, with people either in person or virtually and just heard their story, I would hear different stories of, you know, I applied for this job in cybersecurity and I didn't get, you know, a second interview or I applied for this job programming in this area. And I'm like, these are talented, smart, very capable individuals who love nationwide and I want them to stay and I want them to grow, make more money, move on with their career. And so I worked with my leaders to say, how do we put this? You know, we're worried about cost. We're worried about, you know, putting in new technology. We're worried about all these projects. How do we make this one of our top priorities? And it is one of our top priorities and continues to be. And that's why we keep adding in some new things. I would just say it is a part of my DNA, but it's a part of my leader's DNA, too. And just hearing their stories on how some of them have struggled to break out of a contact center role, like there's no there's no reason why I can't showcase them. And so I'm on a mantra of I've got the a talent pipeline nationwide. I have a talent pipeline, a very diverse talent pipeline, might I add, uh, for all of you to take advantage of. So come meet some of my folks here. I'll loan them to you here. I'll do this. So I've been on a mantra working with my peer set. Uh, to make this happen. So definitely since I took this role and just listened to their stories. In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. What? And I swear we'll get to other questions, but I, I, I want to sit on that because I think it's amazing. Um, one of the things that of another benefit that just came to mind is inside the contact center, you listen to customers nonstop. 
And so you understand what they like, what they don't like, some of the pain points. So I got frustrated over here. I had a good experience over there. And so now when they go to that new department, regardless if it's programming or marketing or operations or recruiting, they're now saying, I hear what you're saying. And that sounds like a great idea, but here's what the information and the knowledge from the customer, the voice of the customer that I get to bring back into this organization as a whole. And it's the heartbeat of that customer that can continues to, to grow the organization. Yeah, for sure. You know, as my associates have moved into other roles, their experience, like you said, directly listening to the complaints, concerns, the things that are working, the things that are not working, has played a tremendous role uh, in their new responsibilities and really trying to get that voice of the customer in their actions uh, and solutions. So I always tell people, if you've never been in a customer service uh, job or role before, spend some time there because it really does help to shine a light on what's going on. And we actually have people who can come listen to calls or watch. Uh, we do live chat and other methods too. Uh, all the time. I shadow my people at least every other week. I try to shadow someone new, which is how I get the one-on-one -on -one time with them too. So in between a call or in between a chat, we are getting to know each other. And that's how I hear a lot of those stories too. Uh, for sure though, you are spot on. You got to have that experience and then you get to take that with you. Yeah, there's not enough. You, you kind of glazed by it, but there's not enough leaders that actually spend time inside that customer service or contact center to hear what that customer is saying or feeling what the friction points of that employer, that associate's feeling and saying, you know what, maybe I should probably do something about that. So uh, kudos to you to, to spending that, that time, not just with the new talent, but, but with the consistent associates across, oh, along yeah. the way. It's really important because it, like I said, not only do I get to hear the customer and what they're saying in between things, I get to know my associates a whole lot better. Right. And again, awesome opportunity to kind of hear their story and where they want to go with their career or just learn about their dog or whatever it is, you know, what they care about. There is not enough water cooler moments with everybody working from home. So you get that insight, not, and it's a wealth of data inside the contact center, but you're sitting next to that representative. You're saying, I, I get to learn more about the dog or the kid's soccer game or that exactly. trip to, to Italy that they get to go on. But what else are you guys doing to grow that that associate. I think you guys have like an external training partnership as well. Yeah, so I'll mention a couple of things. So when we bring on new hires, um, whether they're contractors or associates or employees, uh, we do have an initial training class and we have trainers. We do it all virtually. Uh, so we have a great onboarding program here at Nationwide. Uh, but in addition, we try to focus in on other elements. And there's a couple of things I'd like to share, which I think makes Nationwide unique and my department also unique. Uh, one is we just did a training with the Ritz-Carlton uh, and everybody knows the Ritz is very good with customer service and that customer experience. So we wanted to glean insights from the Ritz's training on how we could apply that to our situation. Uh, so I put my team through that. And it's just, again, an investment in trying to up our game on that customer experience piece. In addition, uh, last year, we invested with a company called Positive Foundry. And what's interesting about them is we had a different training with them every month on things that you'd think, why would they spend time on that? But one month, it was about forgiveness. Another month, it was about being grateful. Another month, about emotional intelligence. So every month was about something different, had nothing to do with 
um, the technical aspects of our job or even customer experience for that point. It was about you and learning more about yourself and then how that makes you better to interact with your peers, with your family, with your friends. And I will tell you, I was quite moved by it because we made a pretty good investment in this program and we rolled it out to every associate in our department uh, and spent time on it every month. And I've heard so many stories from them on how impactful it was. Uh, For example, maybe the segment on forgiveness, maybe they were holding a grudge against someone at work or someone at home. And through those exercises in that time, they found forgiveness to give or to forgive themselves. So it's a really interesting uh, training. You wouldn't hear from a lot of companies being like, oh, yeah, I spend time teaching people how to be grateful. Uh, But I think it goes to who we are. I really do. I think it goes to who we are. And we care about the whole person. You know, you don't have your work life and your home life. They're all blended together now, especially when you're working from home. Uh, And we care about you holistically. So from my perspective, it is... It is crucial because people in customer service can't just put this facade on and say, I'm having a great day and, you know, people, people love me and I'm going to have a great experience. They're bringing their whole self to work and it's tough. Sometimes you are going through a hard time or a kid's going, doing bad in school. You're bringing that emotion to that. It's now, what are you going to do with, with, the whole self that we have and how are we going to address that moving forward? If we're, if it's not being addressed on the front end, it's going to be impacted throughout the rest of the day. And the same is true with your customers. Your customers also bring their whole self to that interaction. They could be frustrated about something, or maybe it was a family member, something happened to a family member or something happened to a pet. And now they have to interact with the, with the insurance company. They're bringing that whole emotion to that conversation. And sometimes that associate gets the brunt end of it. And so how does that associate react to that situation that's now happening to them? Yeah, and we actually just recently talked about that with the Ritz-Carlton training too, is how do you put yourself in someone else's shoes? Maybe that person who's yelling is certainly not yelling about whatever technical issue they're having, which is why they're calling me it's probably something else going on. And so we're trying to teach them ways that you can help through that situation, help that person through it, maybe not only solve their problem per se, but if they are a fellow employee, you know, we can follow up on them and check on that employee. If they're an outside person, an external person, it's a little harder, uh, but we certainly care about each other like a family. And so we would want to follow up on that. But yeah, we do talk about that. You can't turn it off. If you're having a problem at home, it it is rolling into work or vice versa. Yeah, it, it, you touched on a lot of the soft skills. I had the chance to interview a guy named Julian Treasure. He's top five 10x speaker of all time. And he is an expert on speaking and listening. He's like, you always speak into a listening and you never want to interrupt people and you always want to hear them out. You always want to address why they're actually frustrated instead of get, getting to the root cause instead of actually just saying, I'm sorry that you're going through this. Well, most of the time they don't want to hear I'm sorry. Most of the time they just want to be heard and valued. They don't want an answer. So there's there's so much to that. And I think I would recommend to continue to lean into that, some of those soft skills as well. Yeah, I agree. 
you know, in your experience, what are some of the key factors that contribute to achieving some of that top end engagement ratings that you guys are receiving uh, within that contact center? Yeah. So just to kind of showcase a little bit of my team, we are top quartile results for Gallup. Um, the last one we took was last year. And that's in all of the Q12, the main questions that they ask. And one of them is about, you know, my supervisor, if someone cares about me, we've already talked about the caring. Uh, have I learned and grown in my role? So all those type of questions, uh, we are top quartile in for my team. And so super proud of them. It's all the hard work they do individually. How we're doing that, I mentioned a few things already. Half the chance to interact with them as a group and as individuals. So I do that through shadowing, through gamble walks, through other things. And I try to take those learnings uh, and figure out, do we need a program? Do we need something to help with that? Uh, so going back to an original concept of just that listening to the stories, I think that's key. But my team, we obviously have a strategy for our team. We decide what projects or initiatives we want to focus in on. And if we see an opportunity, again, with Learn and Grow or something with uh, another aspect of the engagement score and study, uh, we'll have a whole program on that and we'll spend the time, energy and money on it. You know, I feel like also the ability of my team to focus on some of these items is because I have great leadership support from my boss on up. They support all these ideas, these initiatives we're working on because there's a cost investment to everything we do. I have to watch service levels. I have to make sure, you know, we're answering these calls and chats on time. So it's a blending of, okay, if we're going to loan these people out, that's a cost, right? So it's having their support too that have made all those things possible. Um, so I'd say those are a few things I'd like to highlight. Yeah, those are all those are all key. I think we could create a, a podcast episode with just a, a few of those topics. But you know, if you were if you were the outside looking in from nationwide, maybe what are what are some things that you would recommend people focusing on when they're looking at developing talent and improving agent retention or engagement or overall workforce growth, maybe some, some small nuggets that you would recommend people start paying attention to or questions to ask inside the organization. I think it goes back to uh, developing your team. So don't try to retain any of your team, any of your talent, try to retain them in your company. Uh, I think everyone wants to grow in their career and move on. Uh, or grow in place. So don't be 100%, especially if you have a contact center, don't be 100% focused on how do I retain them so I don't have the additional cost of training new people and bringing in new people because there is a cost. But in the end, I feel like I've given Nationwide a huge savings by being able to move new talent across. So that would be number one. The next thing would be the communication piece. I think that's key. If you're trying to make some of these things happen, you have to have lots of communication vehicles and ways to interact. So we do newsletters, we have fun teams, we have, uh, you know, Microsoft Teams channels, like we have all these things. You have to have different ways to communicate. I do fireside chats, gamble walks, you know, shadow opportunities, you name it, I'm doing it all. Uh, so that would be communication would be key. And then a third item is the C word of care, right? So we all want to care. How do you show that? Like, how do you truly, everyone has to be their true self, their authentic self and show it in a way that feels real to them. At work, I'm a very goofy, outgoing, uh, talkative individual. And if they're in the building or they're at home, when I'm interacting with them, that is just who I am. And I figure if I can be goofy and make fun of myself, 
to a person that I am their boss's boss's boss, say, for example, I'm approachable now. Jen's goofy. She's funny. You know, so find a way to show that way you can connect to care and make yourself approachable would be another one. Because otherwise, you know, they're not going to come with you with, with concerns or even ideas. And my frontline folks have the best ideas. So you need to be very approachable. Such good advice. I, I would recommend whoever has a contact center, go back and spend the last rewind for the last two minutes, get out some pen and paper and take some notes because there were some awesome nuggets in there. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, Jennifer will be speaking at Customer Contact Week and on the heartbeat of Nationwide Retaining and Developing Talent Inside the Contact Center. Uh, for those who don't know, Customer Contact Week or CCW is a leading event series dedicated to serving professionals within the customer service industry. It kicks off the service uh, Silver Jubilee celebration in Vegas, uh, uh, which is 25 years of shaping customer ex excellence. And this year's event returns to the Caesar Forum June 19th through the 22nd. So if you guys are interested and you want to get tickets, use the code CCWLV underscore P1N for 20% off all end user passes. Uh, Jennifer, thanks so much for the opportunity to, to connect and to learn from you and looking forward to seeing you at CCW. Yeah, Nick, I can't wait to see you there in person. Hey, listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing this episode with them. And last, if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, you can go to pressonefornick.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.